Hello, everyone, and welcome to the streamcast. My name is Blackamora, but for the purpose of this pod, you can call me Serpico, and I'm joined by Puck. <laughs> so it's like, how Serpico's... can you pull that face and then give Puck? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Puck is top tier. Nah, what? Nah, 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 nah. He's, about... a, he's a joke, man. No, nah, nah, do you know what? You need that in Berserk. Like, you're reading through around. this, yeah? Everyone's just dying. Everyone's just suffering. Like, <laughs> what is existence? Causality. Everyone is born to just die. It's such a dreary world. And Puck comes along and you're like, jeez, I, I can continue reading this and keep my sanity. Thank God. You need Puck. It, it's it's a coping mechanism for Berserk. Without, without like Puck, you can't do it. You can't. You can't make it through. And if you can, you're a stronger man than I am. <laughs> Fair enough. Today, we are going to talk about Kintaro Miura and his legacy. Of course, he passed away not too long ago, the 6th of May. And I really respect that his privacy was respected. Enough time was given for the family to come to terms and bury him. And we're only finding out now. So, yeah, similar to the Stan Lee tribute that we've also done, we want to uh, praise his life's work. So rest in peace, Kintaro Miura. You will be missed. And when you say Miura, the first thing that comes to mind is Berserk. So let's talk about Berserk. You already had a go and said, you know, you need the vibrance of Puck to counteract the darkness of not just Guts, the entire world. So what are some of your favorite moments when it comes to Berserk? Uh, do you know what? I want to start with an easy one. It's one of the best ones. Um, it's when Rickert bitch slaps uh, Griffith. Um, <laughs> and I was... Oh, part of me was scared that he'd, like, go back to Griffith. Just give him a nice bitch slap. Uh, and I was like, yes. Yes! Here we go. This is the first of many slaps that Griffith deserves uh, throughout the series. Um I won't be getting any more slaps, unfortunately, but I, I can imagine that you know uh, guts would uh, would would sort him out at some point, hopefully. Um, but no, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite moments because I think Griffith comes to the the the, the burial site of um, the band of the hawk, uh, and I think he's there to see if like he still feels anything for them, and even that is just so cold, so heartless, like. He's not. He's fundamentally not the same Griffith, in my opinion, now. Because, like, I know he had his goals. I know he had his plans, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but, uh, do you know what? No, you know what? I might be wrong. Because I'm about to say, I'd like to think. Maybe this is the guy he's always been. Um, but I was just going to say, like, I'd like to think that he did care beforehand. No, he must have. Because he, he came down and he said, I wanted to see if I would feel something. Which meant, in the past, he would have felt something. He did care. Um, again, this is me probably like being like having my own bias, but um, yeah, that was just cold because it was just him basically like washing his hands of uh, the. Do you know what? No, I'm wrong. All right, the eclipse doesn't work if you didn't care about them. All right, it, that's it, the eclipse does not work. Um, so yeah, like he's he's gone now. He's a lost soul because he's like he's lost that humanity for him to just not think anything of it. Like, and he doesn't realize that great you've you've hit your goals and your ambitions and like you're you're creating uh like 
I don't know if he's doing what he's doing in Midland or a different like land or whatever, but he's doing what he set out to do. Great, good for you. But is this going to be hollow? You're now basically just like a, a pencil pusher. You're you're automating these processes. Like that you you've won, but at the same time you've lost everything. Um, and I think that's why the eclipse works because you are sacrificing uh, like a lot. Um, and you do get all this power, but is is it really worth anything? Like if you can't share it with those closest to you, like he he drink with the band of the hawk, he'd celebrate with them. Um, when he met guts, he was like, "I must have you." And now he's just got all these demons that just bum lick him, and he's now part of the god hand. It's like, like what not, <laughs> man? So like, well done to Rickert for slapping him and not falling for his like this visage that has like. Um, completely like what pull the wool over the eyes of everyone in i don't know if they're in midland i think they might have gone back to midland but everyone seems to love uh, griffith for some reason and think he's this like god or whatever and i'm glad that rickert saw straight through that um and he deserved the slap like it's a shame rickert wasn't like guts in that moment um but no the the bitch slap was very necessary and uh it's up there it's it's actually the first thing on my list under favorite berserk <laughs> moments it's the first thing there uh what about yourself or would you like to add to anything i would like to say thank you for reminding me that rickert slapped the taste out of griffith's mouth because i fully forgot about that what? and that's such an important moment because rickert isn't one of the louder voices he's one of the smaller less intimidating uh beings in the band of the hawk which i realized was meant to be band of the falcon because kento kentaro miura is like the biggest star wars fan of all time with the millennium falcon reference <laughs> well it's too late we've had like 200 chapters of band of the hawk so that's what we're calling it i think but, it's fitting though um it's just a quick one because like i think now that he's come back he's called his new group the the band of the falcon so it, it's it's nice to have that divide so i think that's a happy accident uh i think that's worked out quite well i've never even thought about it that way but you are right that's a genius point but and none from yours rickert one of the quieter voices so for him to get angry to the point of hitting griffith i felt was a beautiful scene that displayed what griffith has done and for context, Griffith essentially betrayed his entire team and slaughtered them all. He sacrificed them. And you are right. He must have at one point cared for the band because it doesn't work if you don't. Mm. Because it's essentially sacrifice. You have to sacrifice what is closest to you to get that power. Love that moment. Other moments that are some of my favorites. I think Guts and Puck meeting for the first time because Guts is the stereotypical brute and he doesn't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then Puck is like, hey, you saved my life. Hey, let's be friends. You're a really cool guy. And Guts is like, piss off. Yeah, like, always like... trying to swat him. And I think Miura's writing has shown that he's a genius at this thing because the, the way that Guts has organically become come to like Puck and kind of rely on him as a friend and, and depend on him has been quite beautiful, to be honest. When you see the contrast, and there's a lot of things that have changed in his style from chapter one to 363, 
including the art style, it looks a lot more happy. And I think Puck, as you said at the start of the pod, Puck is that little bit of happiness, that little bit of senseless joy that the series needed. Other moments that, I liked. Oh, go on, go on. I was going to say a quick one. Like and now that you you mentioned the um the fact that he was a Star Wars fan, I didn't know that. Um, all his little doodles make sense because he's done Puck as like Yoda, and he's just given him like Yoda like advice. I was like, this is a bit random, but I love this. Um, so okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Other moments that I like the entire Lost Children arc, and the oh, fact wow. that that will never be animated. Almost makes me like it even more. It's the yeah. bad art. It's season zero of Yu-Gi-Oh. It's never gonna get dubbed. <laughs> I love that. It's like forbidden content. And because this man, like, he left a mountain of bodies. Bodies. <laughs> was, oh, this is crazy. I mean, he had no choice. Don't get me wrong. And they were like, I think they became uh, demons or something. Um, I, but it was crazy what he did because yeah. when they reverted back. That was a morbid scene. And I don't know how Mura keeps getting away with this because his characters do terrible things. But at the same time, he's the one doing the stories, writing the characters and making them do these things. And we keep letting him get away with it. It's, it's great content, bro. Like, what can yeah, I say? It is, it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's brilliantly written. I think this is one of those manga that kind of doesn't need animating like we've seen several anime iterations mm -hmm. but i don't think any of them tell the story quite like the original manga does the way the pure story does like that's another tale of sacrifice because the lead of the lost children essentially sacrificed her parents to become this apostle and the apostles are demons essentially so guts being guts was like i need to take this person down and i don't care that they look diminutive they're dying yep. and almost everything guts does i can resonate with i can understand and i think that's what makes a series good if you can understand the motivation of each character even if they're a bad person and you don't agree with it if in their line of thinking that makes sense that's such a weird to read the next chapter, and I think Berserk and Miura did that excellently. Yeah, no, it's pretty well done. There's, there's, there's not, there's not a decision that Guts has made that I, that I disagree with. I think he's, and it's, it's so weird. Like he's in this, in this world where nothing's going right. Like I'm not saying he's, when it comes to morality, he's the most moral person in the world, but. He he always makes the right decision, in in my opinion. And you can't be soft in this world. So like, if if he sees someone's in trouble, like, he'll he'll just carry on with his day. And like, he's not doing anything wrong per se, but he's not going out of his way to help. He's just he's just getting on with it. Um, and uh, you gotta do that in life sometimes. You just gotta get on with it. You can't yeah. stop for everything. Otherwise, you'll mm -hmm. you'll never get anywhere. Um, exactly. So yeah. Uh, what, what are your other favourite moments? Um, really quickly, I just wanted to say, I don't know from your point, Guts mm. is a perfect example of what a chaotic good character looks like. Yeah. So he is a complete... He is a bit of a bastard. He comes off that way. People don't like him. 
but he always has good intentions. He's always trying to do the right thing, but not at the cost of himself or people he cares about. Yeah, I, th- I think. And what more can you do? You should. You shouldn't really do things at the cost of yourself, even if it is for someone you love. Because if you're reducing yourself, then ah, that's still a detriment to like the the relationship. Um, so I think guts taking that approach is is correct. Uh, I try to live by that approach as well. I think it's a good approach to have. So, so yeah, thank you, Mira, for that. Finally, a role model. <laughs> One we can be proud of. Yeah. <laughs> I can't lie to you. The way that I can remember Berserk panels like nothing else mm-hmm. is just a testament to the art style. And it's got some of the most beautiful panels I've ever seen in my life. Comics, manga, anything. Like, Berserk is upper echelon, top one mm-hmm. for me. Like, he'd get in trouble from, um, I think, his either his editor or another kind of boss. Because, like, he would actually edit things, like, pixel by pixel to, like, make sure it's, it's perfect. And, you know, it paid off. It absolutely pays off. Because, just that, going to your point, like... I read a lot of different mangas, but even though I like, enjoy the overall story, like some of the chapters are very forgettable. Like the whole end of the Naruto arc, I don't remember a single thing. And, and I read that, but when it comes to Berserk, like even though I might not remember every single chapter in depth, there's there's one bit where he's with one of the God Hand, and I think he's in this underground bunker. It's it's the woman. Um, yeah, I know what you're and, talking about. Yeah, and I remember vividly, like, all the, the lines and whatnot and everything. That's, like, I can remember the scenes because every now and then you'll get this, like, this massive set piece of a scene that's just absolutely beautiful and that paints what's about to happen. And it's just really well done. And honestly, like, I, I am very shocked that the, the anime hasn't been able to just be amazing because they've got a great template. It's not as if, like... There aren't any detailed shots of characters that they they'll have to struggle to to emanate. Like it's all there in all its glory. Um, just see what's in the manga. Just do that on screen. Just 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 do that. So with the nineties version, like obviously it, things weren't as technology wasn't as good back then. But I think it still looked good. Um, and like I could watch it again and really enjoy it. And I think that's also because I haven't read that bit of the manga, I need to go back and read that part. And I'm going to do uh, that when I okay. buy the books and start a game. Yeah, and I think that's why I think of that more highly than you do, um, because that's where I started and I haven't read it in manga form. Um, and I really enjoyed the soundtrack and, like, it's Berserk, so it's good. The soundtrack's so good! Oh, God. <laughs> works. Because, uh, like, I, I don't know if you remember, but there's this, there's this one track here that always plays in the background when, like, either guts is thinking or a big decision's about to happen and i think it's some it's not a piano it, but it's like it a, sounds like someone's crying right but in music uh, form yeah it's like basically. it's a really sad melody yeah it's called guts or guts, guts. Yeah, yeah exactly that one and it, it just fits it's beautiful um and yeah like literally so i mean fair fair enough to night is anime but then when it comes back in like i think it was 2015 or 2016 and it's that CG nonsense that doesn't do what Miura has drawn justice. Like the only good thing about that was we got Puck and we got the frying pans. But <laughs> apart from that, 
What are you doing? Like, you're just... <sighs> what are you doing? Just copy and paste. That's hey, it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, we got that big horse, yeah? <laughs> oh, you can you can keep that horse. I want nothing to do with that horse. What are you doing? Like, uh, so hold yeah. on. You won't animate the the um the Lost Children arc. We will animate that horse. Get out. Get out now. Because what? what are you telling us? You can't tell us oh, it's about censorship. No, because you're putting out horses out there who are trying. Nah, man. <laughs> oh, that horse is you know, mad. Out of all the anime, the ninety 90- is it ninety seven? The ninety series mm-hmm. is definitely the best one. I think so. And I think (laughs) (laughs) I think you made a very good point, and that now makes sense to me as to why you hold it so highly. Because I started from chapter one, I've read all of Berserk. Mm. So I read the manga before I watched the anime. So Mm. the anime kind of leaves stuff out. And essentially it's more concise. But Mm. I do like what the manga did. It doesn't feel like filler, it doesn't feel like information that's been forced in. It's Mm. a very natural, organic story being told. And I think that's why I'm like, okay, it's okay, but it's not amazing. Oh, uh, okay. I'm with you. That makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm glad to hear that, that um, there's, there's more content to be enjoyed in the manga too, because I, I need my Berserk fix. I need it. Um, and I understand that that's it for now. Um, and even if we do get more, it, it, chances are it won't be the same. Um, I'm actually just hoping for like some form of like... Uh, like a graphic novel or just like a uh, a book like what they did and like what they did at the end of bleach that just kind of like summarizes like what happened this happens blah 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 um because if the story has been finished and they don't want to continue like trying to draw it just because maybe they can't emulate mirror or it's more respectful um if possible it, it would just be nice to like know how you'd like it to end um doesn't need to be written just doesn't need to be like drawn or anything just a quick summary i i would honestly enjoy that um i think that'd be an okay way to end it just because like berserk is doesn't seem like something where you'll get a happy ending so yeah for it to be like you know just just cut short a little bit like you know that's fair enough it's berserk um is what it is but uh we can't let we can't let griffith roam the land like this we can't let griffith not get his just desserts like so yeah. I I can go either way. And I was gonna save this till later on in the pod, but mm. since it's been brought up, I am happy whatever they decide. Mm. I think off the top off, off the top of my head, if I'm going by a pure instinct, I mm-hmm. think do what you did, do what you said, just you know, wrap up the story really nicely, really neatly, and call it a day. I also understand if they continue it, although I hope they get the consent and the permission of the family of Miura and yeah. that they get the money that comes in through that they better. because yeah. it, that, go, that deserves to go to them. Mm-hmm. And my other point was, I don't mind if they just leave it there because in a way, everyone has won in Berserk. Griffith has won because he's got his palace he's got his empire guts is one because he's got casca and he's got a little party of friends and family yeah true. they are safe on this island griffith can't get to them from what i understand mm. serpico is happy because farnese is there farnese is fine she's not you know uptight anymore 
Isidro's mm. being a little snot. Suke is with her kind. I think everyone, all of the major characters kind of have won. They have they have gotten their end goal. I don't even know if Guts cares about Griffith like that. Like, you would imagine so. You would imagine so, but like, I do think Guts cares more about Casca than Killing Griffith. Yeah, I think so. Um, I will say that Casca hasn't really won. She she still got all that PTSD and can't really interact with Guts. So uh, she's not having that, a great time. That's weird because I thought they sorted her out. Did they? They they broke whatever it was that was keeping her. They did, you know, but when power. they like interacted again, she had that scene where she broke down because Guts was hiding behind the tree, and she came out, and they had a little chat. She broke down, and Guts just walks away, and he's just like really unhappy because he is the problem, and uh, like must kill yeah. him because he loves Casca. Yeah, that that that's true, and I haven't even. <sighs> wow, that's sad. But I I do agree with what you said. Like if they end it there, then that's that's absolutely fair enough too. Because uh, it just wouldn't be the same, um, mm. which is fine. It's absolutely fine. I wouldn't be mad at all. Uh, I'm just hoping. Yeah, wouldn't be mad at all. Yeah. But uh, we were talking about our favorite berserk moments. So I think we should uh try and get. Well, I mean, this is all on topic. But uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> it's all on topic. It's all on topic. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the conviction arc because that arc is fantastic. I think it's my favorite arc in all of Remind berserk. Me, I don't know their names. I've just read it all. So the conviction arc is when Casca is found by one of the prostitutes and she's disguised. She's wrapped up in bandages. So people yeah. don't know it's her. Try ting. And that's, I think Mosgus is the fake apostle, the fake pastor. Is wait, is he a fake apostle? The guy who can breathe fire and like has scales uh, and whatnot. No, I I don't mean like apostle that way. I mean like fake religion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I suppose so. I su- <sighs> to be fair, in in that case, the, the entire religion is fake then because it's it's just corrupt from start to finish. Um, and I yeah. may, maybe that's a a dig at a. Some things in the real world too, but we're not going to get into that today. Um, I think Berserk but, does a great job of. Sorry, what are you going to say? Oh no, no, I was going to get back on topic. So oh, okay, yeah, continue. I, I feel Berserk does a great job of of towing that line between you know religion, fantasy, and um, what's the word? Agnostic beliefs okay. or atheistic beliefs, because mm-hmm. Guts is clearly an atheist, and. Every man-made religion is false in Berserk. Mm-hmm. It's all the guise of, you know, taking people's money or taking people's women mm-hmm. or torture, as it was in the Conviction arc. But they are clearly some sort of gods. They are demons, so there's got to be gods. So Does there have I, to be gods? I think this is uh, speculation on my part, but I think purely on a balancing act that the universe is i think there must be good to counteract evil and there must be evil to counteract good could there just be spirits and demons then in that case 
I think no there. Point. I think there is a. I think there are spirits. Yeah, I think they're good spirits and evil ones. There are definitely demons. There's a god hand, so I feel like there is something on the opposite end. Uh, but so so, who is it that saw the giant heart? And that was like, was it the idea of evil? The giant heart. What's that? There was a giant heart. So there was a couple of chapters that got removed from the released stuff. Yeah, because that was. Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> Leora decided that that was too spoiler heavy because it was vague as fuck. Um, and I can't remember if, if it was described as the idea of evil or God itself. So was it removed from the manga or the anime? Uh, it was removed from the manga. So he drew How? it yeah, and then pulled it from the actual release. And the way it spoke, that was the closest thing to God in this world. From my from my understanding, huh? Okay. So he's responsible. So this is responsible for Griffith, basically. It's more free will embodied. Okay, and they prove suitable for mankind. But then, how do we know whatever this is is telling the truth? Because if they're mm. Here's the thing, you're talking about balance, right? And if this thing is a god or whatever, I'm not seeing the balance. There's there's nothing good happening in the world. These demons are running the mock. Yeah, they get their just desserts, but the people who are used as sacrifices, they don't get to cross over to the other side. Don't they become part of that that void or whatever that other um apostles go to when they eventually meet their demise? Um like I you, you talk about balance, but I'm not seeing any balance. Like Skull Knight, I mean, yeah, I guess that's some form of balance, but at the same time, he's struggling himself massively. Uh, Guts is struggling himself massively. And like when I was in school, uh, a teacher drew like two ladders. One was like super slick and shiny and gold, and one was like full of thorns and really tough. And they were like, which one leads to heaven? Which one leads to hell? And everyone, one of us said like, the gold one leads to heaven. Uh, I think it was like one smart ass kid that picked the, the thorny one, but the majority <laughs> were like, you know, um, and it's because you can like grab on the slick one and just like slide down to hell, but with the really thorny one, you gotta like, you know, struggle your way up. Um, not that I'm growing up, uh, there's a massive flaw in that because you can just climb up the other ladder because it is still a ladder. Um, <laughs> but like, my point is, um, like, why are the good people suffering so much and they have to fight so hard like the skull knight and uh guts to to try and find some form of happiness i am not seeing any balance whatsoever and to tell me that you know this this uh this essence of evil thing is allowing femto to do what he likes or like the god hand or in any way related to the gods or like I, I don't see where that balance is. I I just don't see it, and I don't. I struggle to see that there's there's a god in in Berserk, and if there is, he's a bit of a dickhead, or she's a bit of a dickhead, or they're a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> I think it's not so much that they're uh, an opposing force of equal magnitude to all the apostles and the god hand. I think it's the as i said it's free will embodied and mm. i think that's what that is mm. i think 
that it is a case of proof of the supernatural. And I think that there must be more than what we've seen. And that's all I have to go on. Mm. I think there is clearly enough there to show that there is more than just humans. There is mm. some sort of spirit realm. There are God-like beings. And yeah, I believe that thing to be free will. I feel that it's not... I don't think it's actively being evil, but I do think it's, it's literally the idea of evil. It's, it's like the perverse imp, but where it originates. What's the, the way I envision it? I've never actually the perverse heard of that. Is, is, so if you're at a train platform and then the train comes and you get a fleeting thought that goes jumping front of that train, that's the perverse imp or the imp of perverse. Okay. So that little fleeting thought that tells you to do stuff that you know is bad because you don't do it, that's the imp of perverse. Oh, that okay. is, in essence, the idea of evil that I'm trying to equate it to mm. here. In that case, do you think it's possible that the, the essence of evil is just a child that doesn't know any better? I disagree. I think it's quite possibly the oldest being in this universe. That's fair. Um, I think I it's only just say... pure as opposed yeah. to young. I only say this because... Oh, maybe pure. Because, like, the Behelet, the whole concept of the Behelet is... It feels like it's entrapment because you say there's free will, but here's how the behemoth works. You hit rock bottom, then it activates and you have to sacrifice the one closest to you. Um, I, maybe there have been some people that have said no and just chosen death or their, their crappy life. But the amount of apostles we have just loving life and just being strong and fighting people and, and just, given into to hedonism, heathenism, whatever. Like, Mira hasn't shown us anyone that has said no to it. I feel like this is a massive form of entrapment. And to come around and say that I am the embodiment of free will, it, it sounds to me like this this God doesn't really even understand what free will is. It, it, it's testing us, but so severely, ridiculously severely. Like, Griffith, just as an example... He had everything in the palm of his hands. He makes one mistake. He's lost everything. He can't even rebuild now. He's fully at rock bottom. He sees his two, I guess, best friends to an extent. Um, and, like, they have blossomed without him. Maybe the band of the Hawk has, like, gone down a little bit. But those were his two key pawns in everything. Um, and he can never get his dream. And now he's been, he's been given it. And he's always said that the band of the Hawk is this tool to help me get there. Um, so in that moment, I can, like he's at rock, but I can kind of see where he's coming from. I can kind of see why he said yes. And in what world is that free will? That is entrapment. You have basically, is entrapment the right word? I don't think it's the right word, but, um, you've like, you've made it so that this seems like the best possible choice. And I feel like that happens with every single apostle. Um, and I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I think you're putting these people in, in a situation that's way too extreme. And I don't think that's fair. And you can't come along and be like, this is free will. Hmm. I agree with some of that, not all of that. No, that's fair. Tell me your thoughts. So I 
read the bit about the idea of evil and it is said that the idea said i am behind everything that's happened to you until this point so that's a bit mad <laughs> what wait, wait hold on hold on wait who is he behind guts or griffith or griffith. everyone uh, it, it's essentially everyone but he says this to griffith that he is behind everything that has happened to him cultivated his lineage and the context which led to his audience with the idea so there's no free will Although, I do think free will plays a part. I think, I think the world is a blend of fate and free will because the Count activates the Behalit a second time and doesn't use it. And because of that, the Count, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, one of the first apostles that Guts encounters uh, looked like an egg. Yeah was in a dark castle, tried to sacrifice his daughter, couldn't, and then got sucked into that that vortex, the abyss. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what happens if you don't activate the behavior, or you don't sacrifice someone once you've activated it. So you do still have free will. You still but have a choice. The, used it for the second time? Yes. Oh, he's already used it! Yeah. So why didn't you use it a second time? It seems like there's no cap if you can use it twice. No, I, I guess so. But like, he's already used it once. So he, that punishment is already happening. Because when you kill an apostle, like they go back to their reverted state and I think they get sucked into that world, whatever, regardless. He's already used it. Like, maybe at this point you thought, you know what, enough's enough. I've committed too much evil. Let me just stop there. Um, I no, I, I I can't fully agree with that because he's already used it. He's already done it. That punishment is set in stone. So I I've got to disagree with that. Well, I've just done a Google and it says when an apostle is killed, their spirit is dragged into the abyss, and their physical body reverts back to its original human form, with all injuries remaining on their bodies, uh, analogous to the injured parts oh. of their previous apostle form. Yeah, they get they get sucked into that yeah. void. Okay, that's the that's the deal. It's like you get all these great powers for a little bit, but then your soul is mine. It's like a deal with the devil, basically. Mm, yes, it is. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm wrong then. I do think sure there's got to be a punishment for activating it and not going through with it. I still th I, I don't think you're trapped to do it because the count had the chance to and didn't. I think I think it's because he he was really an apostle. Um, I I think like if you had a chance to do it and you didn't do it, you'd probably just it'd probably go away and you'd you'd be left as your husk and I guess you just die eventually. I don't think there's a reward for not using it. I don't think the world of Berserk is that nice, but I think nothing would happen. Um, I, yeah, hmm. that's what I think. I don't know what, what what are you thinking? I think there's a punishment for not using it. Behalits are not rendered null after activation and at any time can be used by their owners to escape death by summoning the God Hand and offering another sacrifice in exchange for new life. Um, so you're just so forever under this. You, you can just keep using it. As long as you're alive, you can just keep using it. Oh, that's mad. That is crazy. I, so yeah. do you get stronger every time you use it, basically? Are you just no, out here? You get a new life, no? Have we seen anyone do that? Like, just use it again for a top-up? The Count tried to, tried because to, he summoned yeah. the God Hand. Yeah. Uh, but didn't sacrifice. So there's so much that Viora has done well. Like, we're even debating 
okay, well, what happened if you do this though? But what about this thing that never happened in the manga? Yeah. What happened? Maybe it's because you wasted their time. Like first time yeah. round, you don't know what's going on. Like it's, it's, this is just an automatic. Like it it's happened. But second time round, it's like you best have an offering, otherwise that's it. We kill you. Um, so then the god hand were like, you, I think if you summon the god hand and you know what you're about, like you either give them a soul or they take yours. That makes sense. Yeah. Again, because essentially you've this is all speculation at this yeah. point. <laughs> like we yeah, we've just gotten into like a berserk theory pod. I love this. We need to do another one of these. So there is nothing to go by, but the way I reason, I do think there is a punishment. I think someone's soul needs to be claimed. I do I do agree with that from what you said. Crazy. But I, I don't think they get anything on the first try. I because that's not that would be fundamentally unfair. Because you don't know what the behemoth does. Sorry, sorry, the world of berserk, unfair. No, 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 no. But he, but here's the thing though, here's the thing, all right? Here's the thing. I'm only saying this because this whole free will thing again. Like, mm. how are you not allowed the chance to say no? That's that's my whole point. Like I think you are. and that's why I said this feels like it's it's a piss take. And I feel like entrapment is not the right word, but I'm going to keep using it until I remember the right word. I feel like it's entrapment when you're there at death's door with nothing else and these guys come along and say, hey, we can fix everything for you. You activate the behavior, not them. You activate, but you don't know what you're doing. Mm, you don't know what don't it's going to do. No, no, but hold on, hold on. So what you're telling me, yeah, is there's this little thing. Griffith did, had no idea what this thing like did all his life. It was just this odd rock that I have, whatever. But I have it was it. a huge thing, by the way. <laughs> was it? A oh, huge no, you're, thing? Talk, you're talking about the behavior. I thought you were talking about the, the idea. Be- Sorry, my bad. Wait, the idea of what? The idea of evil was a massive thing. That's what I thought you were referring to. But I realized oh, you were referring. Yeah, yeah. you were referring oh, so... to the behavior. So yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. Wait. So everyone knew about this idea of evil. No, no, no. As in, like, in actual magnitude, in size, it's big, it's huge. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I mean, and behavior. Yeah, you meant the behavior, come with yeah. An instruction manual, like, so I, I think maybe someone whispers to him, like, "Hey, do you want, do you want to handle something?" It's probably, "Would you like some help?" And then obviously, <laughs> you're going to be like, "Yeah, I have some help." Why wouldn't you? You've lost all your muscles, like, gone. Not atrophy, they have been cut out. I'd be like, yes, please, help me if you can. Help me. Um, I think you're trying to remove accountability from these bad people. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. All I mean is, if something bad was to happen, like, fair enough, but they have been put in the situation. This stupid thing of evil has said, everything has happened for a reason and I have put you in this... Like... I'm not trying to remove accountability. All I'm saying is they've been put in some really shit situations. And and fair enough. But then you're here's the thing, Andy. You're also saying to me, yeah, that there is there's this idea of damn it, I forgot my point. But um (laughs) so annoying. It's because my aunties are here and they're just talking. Oh no. I'm just like I'm trying to drown it out. Um no, but like, I'm not trying to remove their accountability. But there's this free will. No, my point is gone. My point is gone. Uh, I, right, bro. Put my okay. hands up. It's gone. I'll, I'll wrap this up then. Um, did you have any more favorite moments, by the way? 
Uh, yeah, I think I've got a few actually. Um, okay. still, I'm gonna remember my point. Like, okay, so what I'll do is, what, um, what I'll do is, if you're listening to this pod, let us know what your thoughts are. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if you activate the they hail it and you don't sacrifice someone, you get stuck into the abyss anyway, or do you think there's no punishment for not using it? That's my point. Thank you. That's my point. Why is it fair that if you have free will and then you don't use it, you get punished anyways? You didn't ask for for that. You asked for help, probably. Speculation. Why are you getting punished for not using it and doing the right thing? Everything comes at a price. But what? No, no, come on. So hold on. So basically, yeah, someone pushes me into this shop, yeah, and then that you ha- you have to give us fifty pounds every second you're in the shop. I was pushed in here. I didn't want to to come in. Like I was pushed in here. What you're taking the piss? How is that it's fair? Unfair. It's it's not fair. But then the brakes, kid. This is berserk. Oh, but no, nah, but <laughs> this is a black clover. <laughs> then you're damned either way. Like, yeah. so what's the point of free will and making the right decision? What is the point in that case? Why shouldn't Griffith just do what he did? Why? Do you know what? If that's the case here and he was fucked either way, why not? Why not? Why not just Griffith just... Fuck it. Fuck it. I mean, just, fuck it. Yeah, why not? Griffith's just going to do what he wants. Fair enough then. All right. He I'm getting was... so heated. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. Why are you? <laughs> he, he, he was broken down. So he... I... As you said, he was damned either way. Mm. He was either going to die from exhaustion and lack of water, or he was going to die through the behavior. Mm. So I don't know if he had a real choice, but I maintain that you can always choose. Do you know what? I agree with you. Simply because you made a great point. He was going to die anyways. Um, Yeah, just pick death. And I think if you do that, I don't think they can take you. I don't think they take you. I think you just yeah. die and go to wherever you normally go. Like, they can't, they, they don't have a claim on your soul. Um, yeah. If that's the case, I'm happy with that. I'm fully happy with that. My my issue was, you can't lose either way. That's not okay. That's, that, get out. <laughs> get out. Um, do you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm so happy with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy with that. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. All right. Well, I'm sorry, glad. Andy. Sorry, <laughs> that's okay. I oh, didn't take it personally. I I just took it as a healthy debate, so I was fine with it. <laughs> but it's really good to see how passionate we both get about this great series. It's a testament to Miura's work. We are arguing about stuff that he probably hasn't even spent time thinking about. <laughs> so it's it's just a testament to his great work, and yeah, it's good. If you are listening to this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, please let us know. Do you believe in an absolute free will in this world? Or do you think everything's predetermined? Everything is destined? Griffith was going to do that either way because he was led to that point. Free will is a scam. Let us know. Do you have any more favourite moments to talk about? Or do you want to move into top three characters? Uh, I think I'm going to do this super quickly. When Guts gets the, the suit for the first time. I barely remember Ooh. it, but yes. it, it changes the game. Um and I'm just going to leave it there because I, I think he fights uh, lots of apostles when they attack the the magic uh, yeah. place in the woods. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's a great scene. But I'm going to leave it there because uh, we'll probably speak about it later on. Yeah, I, I won't okay. lie. I feel like it's going to come up again. I feel yeah, there might be a, a second berserk pod. Mm. My, some of my favorite moments, really quickly: guts versus Zod. Zod acknowledging yeah. guts. 
the two fights Guts and Griffith have with each other. The one where they first meet and then the one where Guts leaves? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Just because of what that means to both men. It was like an old-fashioned handshake. If I beat you, you are mine. Mm. And the other one, if I beat you, I'm a free man. Love that stuff. I love fighting. And yeah, that just spoke to me. I think telling a story through a fight is is very magical. It's a skill that not many writers have. And yeah, Miura mm. has that, definitely. <laughs> Most of the Eclipse... Is, is really pretty, is, is a really yeah. good, well-drawn. Most is a I... key word in that sentence. <laughs> I'm not going into it, but <laughs> most. <laughs> and when, but when Guts finally gets off the boat, because God, that was a long time. I missed that, thank God. I I got to <laughs> read through that and they weren't stuck on that boat. So I, I wasn't too mad. <laughs> I think I got up to date and they were on the boat. So, yeah, I, I caught up to the pain and suffering of people who were watching from the, reading from the 80s. It was a bit mad. One of our good friends, he was up to date from years ago, was just always complaining to me, Al, oh, why is he always on the boat? Why is he still on the boat? My word, I've got a beard. God. Yeah, it, it's, it was one of them ones. But yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, let us know what your favorite moments were in the Berserk manga, anime, movies, or any other media. Isaac, tell me about your three favorite Berserk characters. Uh, do you know what? The man himself, Guts. Like, has to be Guts. Um, and I think I held back on like talking about a lot of my favorite moments because like I've read through everything once. So like my, I, I don't think I could go in depth but here, I can just, like, reference certain things, which is great. Um, so, Guts. So, first and foremost, um, like what a life he's led. And for him to be the man he is now is... I don't know if that's a testament to just him as an individual or... Yeah, no, that's it. I don't know if that's a testament to him as an individual because he's become, like, like a good man. Uh, as you said earlier, his definition of, like, was it chaotic evil... Because evil, chaotic. Oh, sorry. Because it good. Because it good. Sorry. Chaotic evil um, is the other one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he more of a lawful evil? I'd say. Oh, that's a good point. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, more... I call him lawful evil, because chaotic evil wouldn't care for acquaintances. Doesn't care for an empire. They just want to destroy. Like, mm. I feel a lawful evil person wants to rule the world. A chaotic evil person wants to destroy the world. Because mm. that doesn't benefit them. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. What would you say Zod is? Is Zod like neutral evil or chaotic evil? No, he's he's more probably lawful actually. I, like I would, about it. I would probably lean towards neutral evil. Is he neutral? Because he's not actually, outright. Yeah, yeah. But he's subservient, so he can't really serve his own ideals anyway. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Yeah, no, I see that. I see that. Awesome. Um, but anyways, getting back on topic. Uh, yeah, guts. Um, what he's gone through and like he he just had, he had a creed from a young age. Uh, you know, like I think it was some along the lines of like my sword is a part of me. My sword like guides me. It's always um, like shown me like the way. Um, 
And as as pure as it is, it was also in a sense kind of like uncorruptible because in in that world, like killing's not it's not really a bad thing. It's it's just survival. Um, they don't live in a society like we do where yeah. there's there's no it's, it's this uncalled for. Um, so I guess him having that gives him the power to be able to just think about what he wants in life because there's always this internal struggle like what do I want to do what do I care about like he looks to Casco and Griffith and they've got something worth fighting for um he only fights to to stay alive really and fight for himself and just being amongst the the band of the hawk like he got him to open up and start to change a little bit and that was all cut short when the eclipse happened all of that went away and Guts went just defaulted back he just got that factory reset goes back to OG Guts and can't understand the brilliance of Puck for some reason, which uh, is baffling <laughs> to me. Um, it's like when, you know, you go for a really bad breakup and you're like, all right, I don't need no more friends. I'm just working on me. That's what Guts was doing. I guess so. Fucking work, though. Man's an absolute unit. And that hunk of metal he carries, it got bigger. Like, what? Swings called just a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get the actual quote up? <laughs> I've got a hair. I've been ready to go right, for ages. Right. If you want to do it, I'll let you do it. Oh, I'm going to go for it. That thing was too big to be called a sword. Too big, too thick, too heavy, and too rough. It was more like a large hunk of iron. And I love how the, the narrator in the show just really hams it up. Like he, he's like, you know, this is my only line. I'm gonna make sure <laughs> that like other companies know who I am. I want to be like the EA Sports guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it it does feel like a promoter promoting a fight. Like you think you got a sword? I got a sword. Look at this. It makes frying pan sounds when it hits you on contact, and it breaks you. Like so it does good. sound like. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, guts is is the guy. Did you wanna? Do you have any anything else you wanna uh, say about him? His journey. Um, I think you mentioned it earlier, or we were talking about it before the pod started. But um, as you see him like accept uh his companions into his life, and like they grow to become this team, and they look after each other, they look out for each other, they got each other's backs. And I think that's really beautiful. Um, guts is one of those protagonists that like they grow and you can see it, but it's not fast. It's one of those ones where like you, you've read uh, chapters zero to a hundred and you, you've got up to 500 and you're like, okay, but when you compare the two, they're vastly different. It, it just, it's just this very natural progression and everything makes sense as to why guts is the way he is. Like there's nothing that's surprising. Uh, and on paper, that sounds like it'd be boring, but it's it's just a really enjoyable read. Um, and yeah, I think that's why I just really like Guts. He, and tenacity. The man is tenacious. Like, I, his drive, he, he, even now, I don't really see his drive. I think it's, it's you know, saving Casco and getting revenge on Griffith. But man, even when like the God Hand wasn't about and he had to fight those 100 people, he was like, I'm not dying. Like, Casca, get out of here. I've got things to do. Don't slow me down. Um, I, I'm doing this. And he did it. And I'm just like, where, where does this come from? Like, 
I'm glad you have it because you'd be dead because this world <laughs> is brutal. But I love that. Like he said, I want to say he sets his mind to something, but he, it's not even that. This is just intrinsic to him. Like I'm going to continue, and he does. I love that. Yeah, definitely guts his mind. Number one, basically for the reasons you said. I think he is, I'm going to say it, I think he's the perfect protagonist. And what I mean by that is his archetype, the way he's written. Isaac, you said it very well. The way he starts isn't the way he is now. Mm. And there are so many great protagonists out there. Goku, Naruto, Lucy, Ichigo. But what separates <laughs> Guts from those guys is that Guts has actually changed throughout the series. Whereas when we look at those other main characters that I've mentioned, cool, Goku's the guy, but it's Vegeta who changes over the series of the show. And Vegeta's the one that people like more. And it's the same with a lot of those other series the main character isn't the most popular one because there are better written characters going on there and i think it's just when people are writing these stories they just envision their main character being you know the superstar the chosen one and because of that they kind of are overly protective of them they're not that they're too scared of making them bad of, of or making them look a certain way because mm-hmm. essentially the main character has to achieve something because that's the whole point of the plot. Yeah. And so many of those stories are just the character chasing that point, which is why I don't think they're as good as Guts. Whereas Guts doesn't really have a goal, like a long-term goal. He doesn't want to be king of the world. Mm. He's just a guy trying to live day to day and he's willing to adjust and adapt to make that happen. He's trying to live another day. You said that the world is very dark. It is. It's set in a time similar to Game of Thrones where killing is just normal. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing that people do. And I think Guts has always been shown to be quite mature, even as a child, because there are things that happen to him and he has to overcome that. He has to cope with a lot of bad stuff that happened to him. I think he's just a model main character. Like, you don't have to copy and paste him, but there's nothing wrong with making a character who is dislikable and then gradually changing him. Not all of a sudden, because that's fake. That's forced. But an organic growth, an organic thing that happens to him that actually changes him. Like, with many people, when they have a kid, they change. Or when they get a pet, they change because now they're accountable for someone else. And that's what happens when Guts had Casca to look after, Isidro to look after, and so on and so forth. Guts organically changed, and he's not the same person anymore, and he's just amazing. He's my favourite main character of all time. All time? All time. Is the question, is that because... When you say main character, do you mean, like, the main protagonist? Because... I guess technically in, in Dragon Ball Z, Goku's the main protagonist, but Vegeta's also a... He's, he's more of, I think it's a deuteragonist, like the secondary protagonist. 
Like, are you counting Vegeta as the main protagonist and Guts is better than Vegeta? Or is Vegeta not the main protagonist and Guts is in a different category of protagonist? How are you doing this? That's a good I'm question. Curious. I'm I'm just talking about protagonists. So I'm just talking about the top build single character. So I okay. mean, I don't mean Vegeta. Vegeta is not Fair. a main character. He's a main character. He's not the main character. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. So now I'm just gonna ask explicitly: Vegeta or Guts? Guts. Woo! Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because a lot of Vegeta's motivation throughout the series is just mm. greed and selfish mm. or stems from selfishness he comes in the series just trying to blow up the world because his dad told him he was special yeah. realizes he's not special gets wiped bit by goku gets wiped by his naked child gets wiped <laughs> by the warlord he served and cried while you know, getting his ass beat he lets cell become perfect because he wanted to stroke his own ego did fuck all against Boo, and let's not even talk about the travesty of his GT. You want to talk about that mustache? It's guts, bro. It's guts. Man, you just ripped the part of Vegeta. I'm a fan of Vegeta as well, but let's not. This is boys against men right now. Let's not. Let's not go there. <laughs> Oh my god, you're killing me. You're killing me. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. But yeah. All He's all, the thing is, even though Guts is unlikable, there is reason to every decision he makes. Whereas mm. Vegeta continually makes questionable decisions. Continuously. He's like 65 at this point. How many years? How many times I mean are you going to fuck up the world, man? I think he's better in Super. Like he's fully matured. He makes. I think he's making all the right decisions. Is he not? Actually, no. You're right. He's still. He's still very like. What's the word I'm looking for? Like distant from his wife sometimes in some of the scenes, which is, which is not right. <laughs> Your next favorite character in Berserk. Uh, my second favorite character is Puck. Um, and I guess in terms of like story, because again, I've read it all through once. Um, I'm gonna like get the collections and then start reading it again. Um, I think it's it's not it's not his role in the overall story. It's just what he does, and I guess they sound like the same thing. But like, while guts will fight the apostles, and that will allow you to, I guess, move on to the next arc because the the main antagonist is defeated. Um, Puck is just someone that, like, if guts is just having uh, like a bad time, or he's just going through something, or he's in his own head you've got Puck there to just kind of, like, snap him out of it. Um, if, like, everyone has just died in a row, you've, you've just got Puck there to to make a joke about something. I mean, I like him because, for me, as the reader, it's just, it, it lightens the load of Berserk, and that is something I, I, I just really enjoy because hey, Berserk's heavy, you know? I never realised it until, like... Well, I do realise it, but I never normally realise it. Like, I just, I just go through it, and just I'm up to date. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like one chapter every now and then. But um, now I always got excited when like Park was doing something because it was, it just kind of took you out of that, of that vicious like cycle of guts having some semblance of happiness and then it gets taken away from him. Um, and yeah, that's why I like Park because I there's I can't really say much about him until I guess I read it over again. But it everything that comes out of Park's mouth, I I love. It's gold. And I feel like it's just necessary. 
I can't imagine Berserk without it. I don't think I'd keep reading without it because there's there's a um, Miyazaki film that I'm actually going to watch, Green for the Fireflies. When I was younger, I was watching it. And like, I think for the first 20 minutes or something, it's just death, misery, decay. And I was like, why would I do this to myself? I, I'm not going to watch this. Um, and it's because I didn't want to like feel sad or bad. And this is, these are just feelings that you have to go through. Like, I think it's okay to feel these feelings, just go through them. Um, so in that regard, like, I don't mind feeling these things, but I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to live, I, I don't want to just come back to something and just have only that like only that constantly like no I, i'm not doing that um and you know what until guts gets to the next blacksmith or gets to the next uh meeting casca again or gets to the next um fairyland i forgot what fairyland's called it's nice having park there um and i think that's it i feel like i've done him a disservice because i haven't actually talked about like this his involvement as much as i could have but yeah, I really enjoy Park. I'm glad he's there. I don't think I could keep reading without it. I would definitely read Berserk without Puck, but I understand where you're coming from, and I don't think you've done him a disservice at all. I think what he provides the service, or provides the series, rather, is just that one person who's willing to make a joke when everyone's sad. You know, when someone's going through something really awful and they're crying and then someone makes a joke about their own appearance or something, you know, they're not wearing their shoes on the right feet, for example. Like, Puck is that guy who's willing to provide that comic relief and he did that so well. I think Miura appreciates Puck just as much as you do, Isaac. <laughs> because... You're right, Berserk is a dark world and there's no happiness, there's no end in sight. I don't see where Miura was going with the ending of Berserk. And I guess that just is another testament to his skill. Mm. But I don't see the happy end, happy ever after ending for it. And we're so conditioned to having that because mm. of stories as we're growing up always has to always have to have a happy ending. I don't see it with Berserk. And Puck was that little bit of happiness in this world of darkness. Everyone's dying left, right, and center. You got beasts going there killing people. You got other people doing madness over here. And then you've got this one fairy just wisecracking, you know, pulling a stupid face. And Guts hates all of that. But it's not for him, it's for us. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Number two is Casca for me, though, my second favorite character in all of Berserk. Nice. And for this to work, Casca has to be black because yeah. several iterations of Casca have shown her as being you know, some sort of tanned white woman. And in the original 2016 anime, she was shown to be white, and I hated it. I refused to watch it until they turned into the black queen that she is. Oh, did they eventually like uh, change the color? Yeah. They recolored her, like even the intro. Oh, they, they, okay. yeah, they darkened nice. her skin. Mm -hmm. As as far as I'm concerned, Casca is black, and that's the I'm end of started. it. Yeah, I love that, and she's just so kick ass. Like, there, it, it's very hard for male writers to write women characters well because male characters, male writers, for some reason, have this mental block in their head of what a woman is meant to be. As great as Kishimoto is, he couldn't do it. And I mean, Oda, Oda's doing a decent job, but I, I do think Casca is the top example of what a woman 
who is in the spotlight should be doing. She should be kicking ass just like the men do. Mm-hmm. she's trained she is competent she doesn't take no bullshit either so she doesn't do it in a way where you know she's just a dickhead or she's just a bitch she's just standing up for herself and there's logic and there is bravery with every decision that she stands behind she's also very loyal to griffith in the band of the hawk which is quite um respectable as well she understands that well, she's essentially the, the strongest in the whole band, apart from Guts and Griffith. So she's earned that respect there because that's a, mm-hmm. that's a whole group of men. And back in them times, they weren't listening to, to a woman. They weren't respecting a woman like that. So that's a, that's a testament to the skill that Casca had. Love Casca. And this one thing that I'm going to say that's not going to be tasteful for everyone, they wrote Casca having a period and she had to deal with that. And that's something we never ever see in media, in movies, in TV shows, in cartoons. We never get to find out how it is for a woman in in a fictional land going through that mm-hmm. thing because, you know, they're all humans. So that must be a thing there. And I love that they showed her struggle with that. And I thought they did a good job with it. It was one of those things where you kind of had to put the pieces together before you even realized because essentially she's just weaker than normal like she's having a really bad day and at the start it's just like hold on is this just like plot device to kill off Casca and then you kind of realize okay 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 amazing stuff I think it's a huge credit to Miura taking great inspiration from Sojo which is manga directed towards young female readers and I think that has broadened his template, his ideas, his mentality. And I think, yeah, he's all the more better a mangaka for it. So Casca's my second favorite. She was so cool. And um, yeah, I just really felt sorry for her, like post-eclipse. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it was obviously non-intentional, but like the way she had to, the way she had to cope with what happened. Yeah, that, that made you really sad. and. Like, I was reading because I want Casca to get better. I want Casca to get better. Like, the Guts-Griffith rivalry was a second to Casca getting her senses back. And I'm really happy that we got that, at least, before um, Miura passed. Yeah. um, Yeah, that was a a really annoying one for me because it felt like after that, Casca just fell into the really shitty woman trope. Um, I guess that's because like she wasn't herself anymore so fair enough because when she does become herself again like she's still regular old badass like Casca she can still fight Um, I don't know if she takes out uh, Isidro I can't remember his name but like no it might be the little like stone men or something that um, Shirky is that how you pronounce her name? Shirker something like that I don't know apologies (laughs) Um, but the, I've been calling her Silk for many years. <laughs> silk, that's yeah. easy. I, yeah, I'm gonna adopt that Silk. Um, that Silk. If we do another Berserk uh, thing, we'll, we'll have all the names down. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I could call it Silk for now. Then uh, I think she creates like stone golems and Casca fights them. It's all good. It's all fine. Um, but I, I guess for the plot, it makes sense. Uh, it just sucks that you know we. 
we lost like Casca for so long. Because I too, when I was reading it, I was like, yeah, I want to see, you know, more of Casca like kicking ass and like doing what she does because she had the respect of all of them, like every single one. And that was amazing. And you're right, she was the only one and she handled herself really well. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope that, you know, she can use the brand in the same way that Guts does. Because um, I think he draws on the brand for power. I might be wrong. Uh, but it'd be nice to like see them working together, fighting the apostles, and just beating the shit out of Griffith. Like, have you seen Jujutsu Kaisen by any chance? Uh-uh. Okay, yeah. I won't spoil too much. But um, there's a scene where two of the characters get together and they just beat the shit out of someone. Like, it's, it's a it's a bad person. Don't get me wrong, but like, there's just so much coordination, <laughs> and this guy can't keep up. It's beating the shit out of him. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, he deserves it. Um, and I hope they can do something like that to Griffith, because uh, I, I want to see more um, strong Casca like come back. Because even when she was more vulnerable and more emotional, I think that was done really well as well. Because it was her and Griff, her and guts. Like I think they were sent away for some reason, um, and their relationship just really grew then because they spoke to each other, they understood each other. Uh, they developed um, and it didn't just go down to them just you know hanky panky straight away because there was tension no like they they actually spoke got to understand each other and it felt like a like a healthy relationship was blooming like everything was going great for Guts and Casca until Griffith fucked it up um, if but only yeah, they I, didn't try to rescue him <sighs> do you know what shit as it is you're absolutely right you're absolutely I saw a meme today um, when like looking into this and it was like uh, Gut saying yeah yeah I've come to save you and then Griffith was like uh, I'm going to slaughter you and everyone you care about and I was just like oh. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> you're right if... <laughs> pun? as an oh hindsight <laughs> yeah but, uh, but no I agree with everything you said about Casca uh, she's a great character well written to yeah and your third character oh that is a blank space at the moment because i think i i know it sounds bad but i don't think i care about any of the rest of the cast like so the band of the hawk there was one guy i think his name was not pippin but he was the big guy the gentle giant yeah pippin um, i think is it pippin oh, okay I fair so. enough i think uh his backstory is something really sweet like i think he wants to become like a seamstress or something. He just wants to earn enough money to to do that and go on from there. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. He seems like a cool guy. All of them did. But they die and they're not about for a very long time. Uh, you can't be my favourite. Sorry. Um, I like Zod. He's, he's pretty cool. He just comes in, does what he needs to do and he leaves. But at the same time, what you said earlier, like he's... Uh, he, he's, he's more of a follower, even though he's such a beast. Like he just wants to... I guess follow the strong. The Skull Knight, who I really like. Um, I want to know more about his story. Don't get me wrong, but he he appears as and when. Like he's not as integral as he is. He uh, we just don't see enough of him. Um, and there's so much mystery and lore behind him. I feel like he's definitely got like a similar story to Guts, and his is probably a little bit more tragic. Yeah. Um. And like, I think he's got that sword with all the behemoths on it, and I really want to know more. 
Um, wow. But at the same time, like I, I, I just can't give it to him. I, he's up there, but I can't put him on my list. Um, and to an extent, so when it comes to the villains, the guy who was in charge of the church, like he's not one of my favorites, but boy, did he play his part well. Like when he cracked, because here's the thing, right? There's a scene where he's like proper on his knees and slamming his head into the ground yeah. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as his faith. Yeah. And like this man really believes in the delusion. Like he's living the delusion. He believes his own lie and he's really going for it. And in terms of villainy, like him and his men flip it. I think, um, oh, what is it? The, it's the something wheel where like you stick someone on it and like I think you either spin it down a hill or you crank them or basically it just kind of like I think it pulls them apart or something like that there's so many methods of torture and they're just all really going for it and in terms of villain in villains oh I hate them but in terms of the world they haven't done anything that's crossed the same line that Griffith crossed so in yeah. terms of villainy oh I, I respect their their villainy i do um but i'm not going to give them a spot on my list because of that it's not happening uh so there are a lot of characters i like but I, I just can't give that third spot to anyone it's just guts and puck for me so uh i'm gonna leave it there but what about you i'm very interested to know who your uh, third is it's so difficult so like i like serpico but mm. i don't think he deserves to be up there because he is, is he the kid or is he the no, one he's yeah, he's found his uh, okay. half-brother. Yeah. So... Should I get the banjo now? Or... <laughs> like, just, uh, when would you like it? I'm, I'm going to bring it in. But like, let's do it now. Yeah. A bit, like... So why I like him is... It's quite simple. Because he is such a tactician. So him mm. and Guts have a fight on a ledge. Oh, and, that sick. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, as a reader, I'm like... I've read Guts' journey from here... Um, I've read Guts' journey from the beginning. Guts could take this guy easy. Guts has got this. And then all of a sudden, I'm just seeing bare panels of Guts struggling, like trying to swing. And Serpico is just running circles around him. And because of the sword being so big, Guts cannot take Serpico on in the ledge. And Guts realizes it. It's like, this guy's brilliant. It's really well done. Uh, and it's one of those fights where, like, not a lot of damage is going on. It is a lot of reading, but you're like, I think I like tactical fights in manga a lot because if it's just your regular shonen fight, it's just a lot of panels with like cool moving images. Don't get me wrong. But when you're reading what's happening, that it adds like a, another layer of depth to this fight. And you're like, you can really imagine it more because obviously it's tense. They're having a fight, but we're reading all of this. This is happening in his mind in like milliseconds. Mm-hmm. And he's just like trying to stay alive. And it's so good because like, you're right. He's such a tactician. Um, it's one of those cases where Guts lands one clean hit. That's it. But he just can't. He can't do it. So yeah. while Serpico can't kill Guts outright, Guts can't do the same. To, and yeah, you're right. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful fight. It's really well done. And... It's a really clever way of actually building tension because the main character is believed by the reader to just win every fight. He's mm-hmm. not going to die. He's going to, you know, be protected. But this was a genuine way of putting doubt in that. So Serpico had the upper hand. So there's that tension. Do Is Serpico going to beat Guts? I genuinely mm-hmm. thought he was. 
Yeah, no, no. Like, um, you're right. That that's one thing I hate about like manga and anime. Um, and I guess any story, if there's a main character, chances are they're not going anywhere. So like, there'll be some plot armor that saves them. Blah blah blah. Which which is why, when you get certain like anime or manga or like a prequel or something, and you have your main character, and then they die because they're that's Game of Thrones, really. Because we saw all these characters at the start, and we think, yeah, these are the main characters, the main family, of course. They're... And then they start dropping like flies, because as we learned, there are only three main characters, apparently. Um, we just didn't realize who they were. Uh, so I, I, that's pretty cool. But yeah, you're right. Like a lot of main characters, well, they just have plot armor, they're not going anywhere. Um, Unless you're Goku, but even then he didn't leave. Death couldn't stop him coming back and having yeah. fights. This man is just selfish. Um, well, Toriyama tried multiple times to write Goku off, and the fans slash the editors wouldn't let him. So I'm not going to chalk that up to Toriyama, but yeah, yeah Goku, he loves the spotlight. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I completely agree. So is is that is Serpico going to be your, your pick? Or... Well, no, I was going on about characters I do like. Like Griffith mm. would be up there if he didn't do what he did in the eclipse. Which is so like, oh, like yo, let me not let me go, let me not go off. Let me but, not go uh, off. Like, like, like there's 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 so much to kind of respect. I don't like Griffith, but I respect mm. Griffith because he out do you bef- pre eclipse, did you like Griffith? No. Fair. Alright, go on. Like he is an asshole. I don't like him. Mm. And especially because everyone in the Berserk world likes Griffith for whatever reason, he's a very beautiful person. Mm. I respect that he, from day one, has a goal and he will do whatever it takes to get there. He Literally. does some nasty ass shit. And if you ever read Berserk, I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about. Wait, is, there, some... is it different when you read it? Is there more that he does when you read it? Well, this is a spoiler, so if you want me to tell you... <laughs> Wait, okay, don't tell me. Don't tell, um, it's, but it's not a big there's, deal, though. There's a scene where, like, uh, he meets, uh, like, an old man, and then yeah, afterwards, yeah, yeah. he's, like, washing himself in the pond. Yeah. Is it that yeah. scene? Oh, yeah. okay, that's in the anime. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. Oh, that's in the anime. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it got worse than that. I was like, hold on. What's, what's happened now? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, um, he, he does certain things that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he yeah. is... It's all serving this greater goal, this greater good of ruling an empire. He's planned everything perfectly. He tries to marry a princess. You know, he's set all the wheels in motion and he's just upfront, like to the band that I'm just, you know, you're just here to get me there. Oh, he's upfront to guts at least. Mm. So I really respect that. Can't respect what he does there. Cause uh, even the sacrificing all of his men, well, that is a big dickhead move. It is. I can see why he's done it. Like, yeah. he is literally on the brink of death. One foot is in the grave. And he he has to save himself. He he has to complete this goal uh, that he's putting. He, he doesn't have to. Remember, free will, Andy. He doesn't have as, as, to. As far as, he, as far as he's concerned, he has to do this thing. Okay. He has the choice. That... He 100% has the choice. That... But he believes that there is no choice. Yeah. Believe he him believing he doesn't have a choice doesn't mean he doesn't have a choice. Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, if if this deity knows that this is the way he thinks and he's going to put Griffin in this position, that sounds like he's not really giving him a choice. He sounds like he's manipulating the situation so Griffin actually does this. I'm just saying. I'm just 
being manipulated doesn't mean you don't have a choice. It just means you weren't aware of it. And I don't believe Griffith was manipulated in the traditional sense of the word. Coerced, maybe. Mm. But I, I believe Griffith knew 100% what he was doing. Because he paused. He struggled with sacrificing them. Mm. They did so it, yeah. Then he did it. He knew it at that like point. Straight yeah. away. No, that's fair. But yeah, like even now he's not he's not evil because like he's going out and doing all these good humanitarian things. And uh, is it good humanitarian things though? That's the thing. Is well, it? you know, he has installed a system in the kingdom. So I don't think he's as bad a king as he could be. But it, uh, everything Griffith has done has been self-serving. So he's only doing these so-called good things for his own sake. Um, a lot of people do that. This is true. And my thing is, eventually that's going to crumble. What if the, the, the town just, it doesn't resonate with him anymore? He'll, he'll drop it like that. And then every. Yeah. That, that's true, but he's not there yet, and we're not there yet. So yeah. so far, he's doing good things for the kingdom and everyone. Yeah, and like so. he's got Charlotte to keep him in check, because I think there was a time where she, yeah, she convinced no. him to do something. So like I do think there's her. Like mm. he he's trying to he, he's somewhat accountable to her in a sense. I think it's um, only because he, she he needs her legitimacy. If that was not anything she'd be yeah. gone yeah Just. but you know that, that's the way the cards lay he wanted yeah. this he he knew what he was getting into being a king isn't easy you know so mm. yeah i i i think i can understand all but one of his decisions yeah no, and fine. that one decision is just a really big deal to me so i'm not including him in my top three yeah, no, can't do it. There are several other people, but they just don't do enough. Like, as you said, the Skull Knight, great character, but he, he's not one of the main crew. I do, I wouldn't call him a primary character. He's a background mm. character. Comes in, dips out. Really cool sword, though. Yeah. Zod, great character, but mm. again, secondary, in my opinion. Don't know if I have a third, you know. I, I like Isidro, but he yeah. doesn't do anything. Like, he's, he, he's like Puck. He's like a small Guts, but it's like he is the opposite <laughs> to how Guts was at his age because mm. Guts was very serious because obviously he had a lot of trauma to deal with. Isidro doesn't yeah. really have that, so, mm. so I, I kind of get it. I like Silk. Yeah, I guess so. So I've got to say, I'm, I'm very glad uh, I'm not the only one that only has a <laughs> two in the top three. I'm very glad. So... Yeah, my, my third is going to be disappointing no matter who it is because, like, mm -hmm. I'm coming up with all of these different ca candidates. I do like Farnese because even though she starts off as such a bitch, her progress, she changes so much. She's a genuine different person to how she was in the start. You're right. I still don't like her, though. I, I no, just, that, that's a testament to how good she, how evil she was at the start. I can't do it. Yeah. I think if I was to give it to anyone, I'd probably give it to Musgus because I hate him so much. Who's Musgos again? He he's the, the the leader of the false religion. Comes Is he the one that becomes the world tree or whatever? No, he's the one who bangs his head on the floor repeatedly. Oh him! Yeah, yeah. oh flip, what a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Like he is the villain in Berserk other than 
um, Griffith. But yeah, because he, he stands for an ideal. He is a manipulative son of a bitch. He he just has a torture fetish, really. Yeah. And like, he doesn't have to pay taxes with what he's doing. That's essentially the difference between him and the regular. You know, we're mercenary. paying him so he can yep. do his bullshit. Nah, that yeah, is we're... rude. He's using taxpayers' money oh. to torture women. <laughs> but 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 he did it with integrity. So uh, we got got to let it slide. We've got, You've got to account for the integrity. <laughs> Oh, yeah. sorry, I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> so, it's a tie between Mosgos and Farnese because I really appreciate her growth. She is such a different person. Wait, but so Mosgos, he's not the third for me. He was just a character who I like his name. That's oh, why I choose his name. Okay, Serpico is not the third. Serpico is just an honorable mention. These are a no. bunch of honorable mentions. No, but like, so he's not on the same level as Farnese or Mosgos. No. Ooh, fair no, 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 no. Right, right. Mosgaz's contribution Muzgaz. to the series mm. is a lot more than Serpico's. Because yeah. although Serpico gives us that great fight, what else does he give us? That's true. That is true. Farnese, great character, but what does she give the series? What does she add to it? Like, without Serpico... Mm-hmm. The series is fine. Without Farnese, the series is fine. Without Mosgaz, you don't have some of the most chilling scenes yeah. in Berserk's history. You don't get the resurrection of Griffith. You, yeah, Mosgaz for me. I've convinced myself. <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually so your third. Mosgaz is my third. Farnese nice. gets an honourable fourth. But yeah. yeah. I mean, based on that, I, I think I... Because I did tear with him, but like he, he's just barely in it as well. But I want to just mention the um the blacksmith as well, who's just always there for guts. Because that guts' blacksmith is like his barber. Yes. He every now, yeah. Such a great analogy. <laughs> he goes there every now and then, gets his sword fixed up. I guess you could say lined up. Uh, so all the kinks come out of it, and like he gets that therapy. He gets that that talk and puts things into perspective. Like, Gus didn't really know what he was doing. And I think there's a scene where the blacksmith's just like, I mean, from a young age, I just pounded iron with my, my hammer just to, to see the steel, the, the life just spark in and out. And that's all I do. And for me, personally, I didn't get the scene. I think I have to go back and watch it. But for Gus, Gus is just like, whoa, I get, I get where you're coming from. And I was like, oh, all right, okay. Um... And, you know, if it works for Guts, it works. And then he's got... I, I don't think it's his daughter, because he is... I think he's a, a dwarf or something. or Because you meet someone... You meet another blacksmith in the land of the fairies, um, who yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's his brother or relative or friend, something like that. Um, because there's a connection between uh, them, the armour and the sword. Um, can't quite remember, but... So I don't think that can be his daughter. But um, like even interactions with her are quite nice because Guts has this training uh, montage and she's there helping him out, throwing logs. Well, the logs are attached to a rope and she cuts the rope and then they land on Guts or whatever. And it's just a nice scene where Guts just gets to be like a human. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Enjoying nature, doing a bit of training, uh, playing with this girl. Um, it's, it's just a... It's just one of those rare moments in Berserk where it's just nice. Um, so yeah, like I, I want to mention for the for the blacksmith for me because uh, 
Guts always has a great time there. And I think the blacksmith might have been around when uh, Rick bitch slapped. Um, I think he was there. Yeah, he was. Yeah, see, when when yeah. the blacksmith's about, it's always a good time. So, uh, honorable mention for him. If memory serves, I think that's the last time Guts and him meet. I think I think he dies too. Mm. No, yeah, he, he does. He does. He, he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For, yeah. He gets sick and he passes. That's a really great point you put in there. Like that parallel between a man and his barber. I think you're 100 percent right. It is Guts' safe space. Mm. and yeah there's just those really weird moments of peace that we seldom get in berserk like just a moment of pure guts is being a normal human being here and i yeah. really enjoy those moments and the blacksmith never held back on guts like there were times where he told him off mm. and like he's probably the one person in the world who could do that to guts and not get punched <laughs> in the face for it so. <laughs> There's respect uh, yeah. there. Yeah, I just I just love moments like that. It's like, you know, when your grandparent kind of like tells you off, like they're the only person who can say certain things to you just because. Mm. So yeah, that was and that's they're that's usually it. right too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you are listening to this podcast, please let us know who your favorite three characters are. I'm assuming Guts is number one, but who are the other two? Let us know. And to finally wrap up, do you have any lasting thoughts on Berserk? Do you have any preference as to whether you would like to see the legacy preserved the way it is? Or would you like to see some sort of combination, some sort of ending? I know we spoke about this a bit before, but I would mm. like to know where you stand on that. Um, I think personally, I don't want the, um, the manga itself to continue. Uh, actually, no, I take that, but you know, I take, I, no, I take it back. Uh, I think there are three options. Uh, the manga continues, um, the manga just stops, or we get like a little novel that just breaks down how it all ends, and we we go from there. Um, I'm indifferent, in all honesty, um, but I'd say in terms of what I want least, uh, I, you know. I just, do you know what? Let me just be let me just be self-servant and selfish like guts would be. Um uh the manga just ending completely with, with nothing, we don't know anything about it. Uh that'd be the worst case scenario for me. The manga continuing, um, or the manga just being wrapped up because I think it, it just puts an end to his his legacy, everything gets put to bed, and we can see uh the story that he envisioned because I think for a story this deep um, and complex, I think he has an idea of how it ends. Um, I think he must have had to to know so he could like put everything together and piece it together because I don't know about you, but I think back and I can't think of any like inconsistencies. Um, yeah, things just yeah. So like to to do something, I don't think you just do that on the fly. I think he he had a story, he had an idea. Um, he knows how it ends and like hopefully we, we get to learn that and if we can't then I don't mind it just fully ending uh, and that's it because I, I don't want I don't want someone to come along with their own idea of what could have happened and just make that because it's it's not gonna it's not gonna be right and it mm -hmm. definitely won't be as good um, I just don't see it happening what about yourself? really well put I, Thank you. Uh, as like you said, I am 
happy with whatever they decide to do with the manga. Personally, I am leaning towards them just leaving it and just mm. preserving the legacy of Miura forever and leaving the readers to wonder what happens and to fill in the blanks themselves. I, yeah, I think that's probably what I want most. I am okay with some sort of short summary of how everything concludes. I don't think I want the manga to continue. I don't know if this is the norm in that kind of realm. I don't think it is. I think generally the manga dies with the mangaka. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, you know, explicit permission needs to be given from the family of Miura, but... I don't know who who you go to <laughs> to finish off that work. Do they get any license to change things up? Say, for example, they don't like anything about the story. Do they now put their own spin on it? Which I don't really want because it's just been a perfect tale so far. Yeah, I 100% believe you when you said he knows the ending to the story. I think he knows 100% the ending of the story. I think he's built this entire world in his head. To the point that he's removed content because it reveals too much. I think he's got everything thought out. Mm-hmm. And I think everything was going to be revealed at the end. I do believe Guts was planned to kill Griffith. I do believe that's what was what was going to happen. I do also believe Guts dies soon after. And I think Casca does too. That's my prediction for the end. I think the rest of the party live on. And kind of mm-hmm. just um, respect what guts has done for that for them. Yeah. But yeah, now we're just we're wondering and doing our own fan theories and stuff. And part of me thinks that's the way it should be because this is Miura's baby. He slaved away at making mm-hmm. this. He died for this. He you know he died doing what he loved. And I don't want to force anything to happen with my will or I don't want to be a brat like whatever happens happens I'm happy with but personally I'm probably most happy with the series just ending I, I you know I, I'm quite happy to buy all 40 volumes and just mm-hmm. have them somewhere I'm quite happy with just the legacy being preserved the way it is yeah no I agree I agree um, and it's uh, it's such a shame, because uh, do you know, do you, do you think he read like the comments and the fan theories and just what people were saying about his his manga? Complete speculation. I think yes. I, mangaka usually get a lot of fan mail if they are big, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of fan theories would have been sent via fan mail. And I yeah. think he does he does go over he does read stuff. I would imagine so. Because I don't think any of that would have changed what he wanted to put out there. Oh no, I don't think so. But I think um, just knowing, you know, that people like loved it and the effect it had on them, and it got people thinking, um, and seeing like who got close. I think that would have been something uh, very enjoyable um, for a mangaka. And it, it's a shame that you know, as it gets to the crescendo, um, as it gets to the end, like he's not gonna. I'll be able to to witness that along with with the viewers because I mean, like I'm sure uh, there was a big part of it that just made it for himself because you know he liked drawing, he liked the story and all that. But like I'm sure there was also some of him that 
you know, like he he made it for us too. Um, and uh, he'll never get to see us or know what we experienced. Um, that's a shame too. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's um, a shame that he won't see his flowers now. Mm. But it has filled me with so much joy that berserk was not as niche as i thought it was it seems like everyone on the planet enjoyed berserk in some way shape or form because it's still going now the, the appreciation on twitter has been immense and i do hope that somehow reaches the miura family and they just realize how much we loved him i hope so too i think that you know when it comes to like knowing that he was appreciated he has he only has to look at final fantasy and dark souls because you're telling me that blood that buster sword is not a ripoff of dragon slayer it is 100 that's a heap mm -hmm. of iron bro 100 mm -hmm. percent. and like yeah, he go on and dark souls has taken his design so many times like the little wheels that you mm -hmm. mentioned isaac they're in dark souls they're... oh i hate those enemies i hate them so much <laughs> entire armor sets and swords made to look just like guts mm -hmm. like, yeah it, it's it's very pure to see how influential berserk was mm. no yeah it, it inspired a lot um even like ike from uh fire emblem um but i haven't played fire emblem but i know his like skin in in smash like it's it's basically what guts wore before the eclipse uh a lot of uh a lot of properties have like borrowed heavily off Mura and it's great to see because like you said Final Fantasy Dark Souls they're massive games and they have influenced other massive games and it's just this lovely lovely knock-on effect. Um I don't have Sekiro without uh Berserk and that's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm just really happy that we got Berserk. Uh, and I, I'm going to be happy that we got 363 chapters, um, as opposed to being not happy it, it wasn't finished, because what a ride it's been. Um, and I've, I've loved every second of it. I don't think I've hated uh, a single like arc. They've, they've all been really good, and they all add to the overarching story it's not like when you watch Doctor Who and there are like, you just get an episode where something happens, there might be a little nod and then episode like 12, everything goes down and then you're like, oh, okay, I guess this makes sense. It's like every every single time you go through it, everything that's happening is is for a reason. The the nods to the behelots, the, um, the, the citizens that might be infected with some sort of like evil curse or whatever and you get to the source and you realise, oh, goodness me, this is like, an apostle doing this um all the apostles like starting to to work together why is this happening is because of griffith um like uh, guts being in such a really really crappy situation so you can get the armor um like finding out that the the skull knight and guts i think it's the same armor that made their armor like it, it's just tying everything closer and closer together building slack like you yeah you know what you know what i said it you agreed i i fully believe it he knew how it was gonna end he knew 100 that is all there he's 
he's got a mind map at home with all the like <laughs> little arrows he knows um yeah. no nah, it's, it's it is one of the best pieces of content i've ever uh consumed in my life and uh it's always going to be up there yeah definitely it's my favorite seinen mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot to to knock it off the porch for me mm-hmm. especially because maybe a new one comes along and it's great but you have to be great for 363 chapters at the very least that's hard to do a lot of these like mangas animes they fall off but I, i'm hopeful i wouldn't mind uh someone coming along trying to rival uh berserk that's a good bar to try and hit and i mean if you shoot for the stars and you miss i mean you're, you're still gonna go far so yeah i, I look think forward sh- to go on i was gonna say i i think that should be the goal of every mangaka mm. who's trying to be in that same space you should try to beat berserk and no one's gonna fault you for people might but they shouldn't fault you for, for trying to be the best i want people to try and be better than that mm. Because at the end of the day, we win as fans, as consumers. Yeah, and as a manco, you you win as well. You win big if you can yeah. somehow top berserk. Like, good for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think that's uh, yeah, that's me done with my lasting thoughts. <laughs> Same, I am done. I think that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me on this Kintaro Miura tribute podcast. If you have listened to this, please let us know what your thoughts are. Would you like the manga to be preserved as is? Would you like a summary, a roundup of how the story ends? Or would you like for someone else to come in and finish the job for Miura? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram, Streamcast underscore. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, Streamcast. Check it out because we just dropped a new video. Games, old and new. We interview... (laughs) the amazing and original authors so check them out their link will be in the description follow us on twitch streamcast tv we've just started our final fantasy 7 remake series and i think that's everything we've got a patron as well so make sure to check that out shout out to spilt milk studios our official patreon if you'd like to get a shout out just like them find out how you can support us through the link in the description If you are listening to this on an audio platform that can allow you to rate us, please give us a rating and let us know your thoughts. We want to be the best possible podcast for you. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a host of other platforms. So get involved. But until next time, please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe and we will catch you on the next Streamcast.